and welcome back. Let's talk about the St. Michael's School. The story has been in the news every day, and it changes. We have a statement from the Board of Directors, and they say they're sticking with the management, some of the highlights here, and they're saddened, and they're talking about the priority was the victim. We know that the principal has said that, and boy, the story just grows and grows and grows. I'm, one thing I'm, I'm, I want to wonder here, and we're going to get some legal advice later on in the show, is you know, part of the meeting that the principal had today was that they were asking people for their stories. Anthony, isn't that isn't that opening things up? Who knows what kind of stories are going to happen here? And is there vulnerability, legal vulnerability here for St. Michael's? For sure, and I don't think the school mm-hmm. knows what they're doing. They're just they're just spinning their wheels, and, and they're just trying anything. I mean, I mean, the question that I have as mm-hmm. as the father of young boys, very young boys who aren't mm-hmm. anywhere near uh, the high school age yet, what's going on in the culture right now? Exactly, because we have hazing rituals, minimal ones. Mm-hmm. We have boys will be boys stuff that, that you know they shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing fighting too much and so forth, but we all get it happens to some degree. We know that initiation things at college, et cetera, this takes it to a whole new extreme level that is just absolutely unacceptable and, well, obviously criminal, and they're rightfully being charged. And it's very concerning to see this in our schools, and I think a lot of parents are asking, what's going on And and you're you're right, Dan. You know, as Anthony talks about the culture, it kind of nails it, doesn't it? Because... What is it that makes people feel that they can do that and get away with it? And what is it that makes them think that this is part of any kind of a ritual? You know, if this was just kind of a one-off, but we've got six charges, we've got now four different videos, short, long, two new ones, we could end up miles from here. I think the only thing that's changed in our culture is that we all carry around high-definition recording devices in our pockets, and we can post videos on the internet be a very good quickly. Point, right? Because now you can prove it; they've got tape. Yeah, and so I think it's it's quite bonkers to me that these these kids did what they did and then posted online. And I think that's quite disturbing, and and they, they clearly need help. And, and criminal charges are well in order. Uh, but I'm not sure there's something that's different about our culture, or something's changed uh, in our culture. I think it's easy to say, "Oh, kids today," or whatever. But I don't know if that's it. I I, I would say. So I think you this, think this has been happening for a long time, and only because we have tape, we're finding out about it. Is that the yeah? Real and I story? think it happens in in lots of schools and lots of places. And this one seems to be grabbing a lot of media headlines because elite people in Toronto send their kids to the school, and so and people pay a lot of money to send their kids there. I, but does it happen here more than other schools, Peter? I mean, is this? Well, a no. Story? I, sorry, I wasn't. Yeah, done. Like, uh, my point is that I. Think I think we're talking about this in a different way because wealthy people in this city send their kids there. I think it happens in schools all over. Incidents like this happen across the world, across the country, across the city. I don't know, though. Do they happen these hazing rituals? Isn't it part of a private school thing? You know, I read a lot of British mysteries they base these on, and there's always, I mean, it's historical. My parents grew up in England. Yeah. The bullying has been around for a long time. This isn't just bullying. The idea that you can do what you want with someone else yeah, well said. and, and well abuse said. them to your own um, needs or interests, I think has been around for a long time. I, I think all of us in this room, I think most people in Toronto just feel really sorry for all the kids who've been bullied and are worried mm-hmm. about the kids who are doing the bullying because obviously something's going on there psychologically that needs to be addressed. And for the families who are involved on, in all this, it has to be completely horrendous. Um, but as I've been reading it, I was thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, when you see this, you can see why you need to have elements in curriculum that start 
developing some emotional literacy that deal with homophobia, that deal with consent, um, and give kids a sense of their right to control their bodies and what happens with them, and give kids a sense that they have to respect others. That needs to be much more part of the culture. And I think that's part of the reason that the sex ed curriculum fight is so intense in Ontario, um, because I know the parents who want the curriculum to be in place are very concerned about protecting right. their children. You, you know what? And I'm really glad you brought that up. Let me throw this back to Anthony. Look at everything that is out there now. I mean, you know, there's a pulling back on the sex ed curriculum, but is that really going to solve this? Or is this a culture of something else? Well, Peter's right to bring up respect. They need mm-hmm. to learn respect for their authorities, for their teachers, for the adults in their lives. I know a lot of teachers my age and the BS that they put up it's with, incredible with the kids. what my friends that, tell me. Uh, things I that I would have been, and you know, I'm only my 30s, so mm-hmm. teachers weren't really beating us in class <laughs> back then. But you better believe we would have been beaten if we had done the things that kids are doing right now, and we would have deserved to get that. The things that mm-hmm. I hear from my friends, it is so unacceptable. And what the principals call the parents, and the parents talk back to the principal about, no, my kid you didn't got do that. It. If the things that these kids had done, mm-hmm. if my parents had heard, that I had done that? Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Really. And why is this happening? This lack of respect. And it seems like the parents are, are allowing this lack of respect as well. Yeah. So but, we're but, I, but I would yeah. say, though, the reality, Anthony, is even in those situations, that, that whole dynamic of kissing up and kicking down, um, where, yeah, you pay attention to authorities, but you beat the crap out of the people underneath you. Well, that's just that, not what I'm talking about. Though. Well, but that's no, been around for a long time. No, it means you fear the ramifications there, of it. Well, even when there is respect for authorities, the ability to take it out on those who have less power than you is a pervasive problem. And I think we need to, to deal with it in a multifaceted way, which is, again, why I think having a curriculum that addresses those things is really So you really imperative. think a curriculum would have changed it? You don't think this it, is about people uh, going over boundaries? Well, in Part, the necessity Mm -hmm. of a sane sex ed curriculum is teaching people about those boundaries, helping them establish for themselves what theirs are and what they should be for other people. I know, but this might have been a hazing ritual. We don't know know all the details. You can call it whatever you want. If you're beating up and sexually assaulting someone. I'm not condoning it, but it's sexual assault. I'm not suggesting Mm -hmm. you are, Mm -hmm. but but the word hazing seems to have a a, a, somewhat more benign thing. No, this is assault. That's what this is. It is assault. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan, I think we can is it a agree. bigger thing here? Well, I think we can all agree the school's done a very bad job handling uh, the the fallout of this, right? I mean, they, they were mm-hmm. late to tell the police. Uh, they've been sort of obfuscating with the media. Parents have been harassing the media outside the school. You know, I think the school's just done a very, very poor job managing the growth of this issue and really you know that they're opening up online sort of responses people can give their stories and whatnot it's a little late uh, but I they think might pr- not want them you know I, we played the tape of somebody remembering and they were an alumni there well, I think they're trying to project that they're yeah. open to this sort of sort of thing because they have the perception of being a school that would sweep under the rug many, many stories like this in the past. Well, I, I just they're, can't they're imagine what they're going now. to do if they start getting these stories because some of them, they could be even more liable here because then we're talking about more of a culture. Why didn't they know? It's going to get down to who knew what and when. Now, you know, as we look at it as a Toronto thing, it's not just a Toronto thing either. You no. know, there's no doubt about it. There's going to be a lot of schools wondering 
what could come out of their closets, don't you think? No, I have no doubt about it. And again, just having gone mm-hmm. gone through my life going to schools, having to deal with bullies, um, I'm sure all of us in the room have at one time oh, yeah. or another had to deal with it. It's been a, a long-standing and pervasive cultural problem that needs to be addressed. But it's bullying. But you know, that this is the thing, and that they're, they're going to get to it. And we get kept back to it. You know, I talked to a lawyer earlier today. He just said he was dumbfounded at the aggressive assault that this was. Like if somebody you know grabs somebody in an alley and did something like this, they're going to do hard time if they're not a youngster. Yeah, no here. kidding. They would do hard time. And Arlene, I'm a big fan of people like the comedian Scott Thompson. He's said, you know, we got to teach people to fight Mm -hmm. back, to not Mm -hmm. be bullied and so forth. But Mm -hmm. in this instance, it just seems like, to your point, it was a gang assault and people just laid into him and beat him and then then did the further violation of him. So even if he had his dukes up, I mean, this is why there's criminal charges. You got it. If I'd seen this in a movie, I'd walk out of the movie and say, thank God that's not real. And that's the only way it would make me feel better. Only we don't have the chance. Thank you all. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you for joining us. Dan Moulton, consultant at Crestview Strategy, public affairs agency, former advisor in the McGinty and Wynn governments. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Anthony Fury, Sun, Post Media Columnist and National Comment Editor. Anthony, always a pleasure. Great to see you. And Peter Tabbins, MPP for Toronto Danforth and the NDP's Energy and Climate Change Critic. Peter, great to see you. Great to see you as well. Good session. Thanks very much. We're going to take a break. When we return, it is Hour 3. I'm Arlene Bynum here for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.